a lot of us actually live for action packed scenes and crave to go to the theaters you know just to experience that thrill the irony is that all the credit goes to the actor whereas the actual unrecognized hero is the stunt artist join me today as i speak to sanobar pardewala bollywood stunt woman for many stars like ashura rai bachchan priyanka chopra jones Tapsi Panu, Anushka Sharma, Vidya Balan, and Humakareshi. A black belt in karate at the delicate age of 12. Her skills include, oh my god, the list is too long. It's MMA, precision high-speed riding for cars and bikes, high cable falls, underwater stunts, deep sea diving, glass breaking stunts, fire stunts, and so much more. It's just mind-blowing. She has also undergone the Shaolin Temple training in China, which even soldiers dread taking up. Sanobar has been nominated several times and even won the Taurus World Stunt Awards which is equivalent to the Oscars in the arena of stunts. She has worked with 145 movies including Hollywood films like Slumdog Millionaire and 100 Foot Journey. From this conversation I learned how it's like to be at such a high risk every time you perform and the importance of having a plan B regardless of whichever career you choose. Sanobar shares hilarious behind the scene moments on film sets so if you're the kind of person who likes watching them then you should totally listen to this conversation. Hi Sanobar, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How has it been these days? Uh, I'm sure with the lockdown the industry has taken a hit so how has it just been? Well, it's been good, crazy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are now wanting to finish shoots, so they are wanting to finish everything. Which you know, a lot of projects were pending, right. a lot of movies were right. in the making, and uh, so yes, I have like six upcoming films wow. already in the pipeline. So, what is your schedule like daily? What do you like? How is your work going on? Oh, I wish I could you know really have a good schedule with having a life in Bollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way. it doesn't work that okay. yes. no 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 matter how much you schedule there are always last minute errands and last minute uh, rescheduling and things okay. like that so you have to be very good at multitasking and management level you have oh to my. be very good at it <laughs> which you are <laughs> that's great thank you <laughs> okay so i just had a question so we were reading up about you and we came across the fact that you started um, at the age of 12 and that was the age where you realized that you know you want to be a stunt woman so would you say that was like the defining moment uh, what led you into that journey like was there some role model that aspired you or something like that so well when i did my first shoot at that point in time i realized that i was very good at doing also what i was doing okay. i could understand the camera angle i could understand why are we doing a retake why is the lighting actually getting me to do the entire somersault all over again and how does it matter i did the somersault very perfect but uh, okay. why what went to the camera that had to you know uh, make me do it all over again so okay. with all of those uh, understandings i realized that i was good at it i was a natural and at the same time good at it so okay. i realized why not you know make it my profession also because i guess that was the whole that is the whole idea of education right. and uh, to understand your strengths and when you do why not make it your uh, strength and your profession yeah passion turned into profession kind of a thing which is absolutely great. right so when you spoke about the camera angle and not taking a retake could you emphasize a little bit on that for our audience like how it's essential 
to do the stunt well, but at the same time to I remember you saying covering your face in some interview before. So if you could throw light on yes. that. So well, I'll give you a very good example. We were shooting for this film Ravan, and on that I was on the top of a mountain, and the mountain had a belly. So it wasn't a straight mountain. It had a belly, and then it had a it had a concave belly. I had to jump from this top. going all the way pushing myself out so that i don't hit on the belly and then you know down so this was mm. a free fall now in this free fall there were many elements that had to be taken place so no matter how perfect i would give that leap and how ever perfect the cable the rigging and everything would be in place to fall and give a free fall and stick just before the floor or mm. before the ground uh, there were many factors that took uh, place so we did that shot 13 times and we got that one take and oh that God. was only because once you know so we were shooting in the rainforest so sometimes the clouds would just go away and it would become super sunny right. so the moment i would jump the cloud would go away and the entire lighting of the continuity of that scene would have changed oh my god okay so it so, wouldn't so yeah. it would be in a dark gloomy zone and then suddenly when she jumps yeah. how is it sunny and not gloomy right so, so that continuity the lighting plays a major role okay. yes then yes. there are times because you're jumping and it's so much in high speed your body accelerates and goes down in under 5 seconds 200 right. feet down and stop so at that point in time the camera has to precisely follow and capture you in the fall now let's say the camera misses or okay. the focus of the camera shifts oh my god yeah you can go half way and then come right. back you'll still be going for the water and then you'll be dragged all the way to 100 feet up to oh do God. the retake so does uh, having a conversation with the cameraman or whoever whoever taking the shot beforehand play a play an important role that okay i'm going to be doing Not it this really no. no because even even if i had a conversation with the cameraman I mean, sometimes the camera's focus just gets off. You know, even on a normal recording phones, right. if you see sometimes you take, you know, sometimes you just zoom in. Oh, why is this object blurred? Actually, yeah. I'll take it this way. Right. So you see, sometimes these uh, human errors happen, and even if it's not a human error, sometimes it's just external. It's the climatic right. factor. It's something or the other that just keeps happening, and you have to just take a deep breath. All right. Oh my God. One more time. Fingers crossed. Visualized everything running, running in the same positive right. direction, perfectly, and then okay. you do it again. I can imagine you must be having a lot of patience. First of all, to keep that same shot again and again and again, which is crazy. A lot oh, yeah. of respect and the same amount of energy because you yeah, know once exactly. you do it, twice mm-hmm. you do it. Now, if it's an underwater sequence, see, for one, for the first go, you can hold your breath for a minute, minute and a half. The second okay. go. your capacity will reduce reduce now okay. you're wearing heavy costumes then you're wearing uh, yeah. wings when you're shooting underwater to mm-hmm. help you sink and go to the bottom right. and then there are so many things that you have that those factors kind of also reduce your physical mm-hmm. productivity to uh, perform got it right and yet you have to perform exactly the way you the, performed with the energy on the first day first yeah oh my god okay so uh, while you were speaking you mentioned about visualize so do you also believe in the law of attraction and manifestation do you use that for your shots or no yes i do in fact uh, before every stunt i use this technique where i can visualize my entire stunt for myself so unless and until i can't visualize it i wouldn't be doing it 
okay so like that's a prerequisite so every okay. yes yes so every movement every step is you know done with a good amount of practice yes first physical practice right. and then before when you're actually performing is a lot of visualization also done on it so that you know when you visualize or let's say when you memorize it right even if there is a scope of error it's straight flashed in front of you right got it got so it that is where we remove the margin of errors from uh you know the stunt and that is how i remove those margin of errors if i find any and try and improvise and perfect it to the best level and the best possibility that we can okay so have you had uh, one shot takes sorry one take shots how is it oh, yes. <laughs> yes 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 again so the same cliff jump and ravan that i was talking of Mm-hmm. So there was this now after jumping from the 200 feet there was another 250 feet mountain through which she goes through rocks trees rocks trees branches okay. rocks trees mm-hmm. and that coincidentally was a one take shot wow wow it was a scary shot also because when you were standing up on the mountain mm-hmm. like you know 250 feet up below was a river so no matter mm-hmm. how much they screamed at the mic for me to go for action i couldn't hear them 250 feet up So how did you know that okay now like they've said action what was the sign They were constantly screaming and I wasn't even reacting because naturally oh I couldn't hear a single thing You cannot hear a single yeah. thing when you're that high yeah. and the river below so the river right. sound and all of those sounds with mountains and valleys voice travels in different directions Exactly So it doesn't reach you at that that high altitude so what do you do Then they realize that I couldn't hear them they also figured this uh, science out and they had to send someone all the way up on the mountain to tell me with a walkie talkie that we are calling action for you okay. so in the meanwhile i am in my full clothes hanging 250 feet up trying to visualize every branch every rock that i might fall on every branch how do i fall from here you know there is a body language also when you mm. fall and you have to make it look more real right. like as a stunt artist i would be very defensive in falling but as mm-hmm. an actor's performance you can't right. be defensive you so have to show that you've got hurt know, right yeah. yes to show you've got hurt but at the same time you have to be passively defensive wherein you show you've got hurt but you haven't actually actually So you are an actor in, by yourself. Why are these guys hanging me for so long? It has yeah. been like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. And oh I'm my like, god! Isn't there something wrong with them? And so ten like, to fifteen minutes. You were it? you were looking at the river, like with your face down, at that high. River, trees, rocks, branches, all of it. And then I was like, after a while, I was even looking at the monkeys in the trees. <laughs> Because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. And just hang there. What do you do? Nothing. You can't. Even if you, if you mm-hmm. wanted to do something, what could I do? Where do I go? Right. So at that point in time, then they gave you the walkie-talkie, and that was your signal, like to yep. communicate with. That you. was the signal. They were like, "Why aren't you starting?" And I'm like, "I can't hear can't you. Hear when me. am I supposed to start?" Oh my god. And that's how we realized. And then that was that one take shot. Oh, lovely. At least. that happened in one shot so then then have to go yeah. so is this like a is this because of a lack of equipment or what is it it's just that no, this was not really not really. no this you know not everything can be so normally when we jumped off the other waterfall we could hear each other oh so it's the factors around so that we, play a role you you kind of yes you kind of you know mentally also think that even you you would be able to hear me right but since that was a different location and we were on top of the waterfall and this is where i was you know 
the the entire crew was 200 feet below right. and i was 250 feet up so okay. that made a huge difference. difference got it got it got it okay so, so these are human things like sometimes we feel that we can hear them and you know they already had a big speaker they had a volume mic you know in which they screen yeah. so i mean everyone assumed that you know you yeah. can hear it oh my god now see no one's a scientist we are all media like nobody would right. understand voice science to understand that the voice might not go through but would you do you think that in hollywood they would go prior to that set and you know just check out the climatic condition and just take some he did that no 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 i don't know what so okay. no, it's not like that even in hollywood so i worked for a couple of hollywood films yes. and i've worked with a lot of hollywood the uh, action directors too and uh, guess what this is how it works over there also it is nothing like there is always trial error and uh, getting better okay Okay, so there's so, no uh, blueprint as such which can be said. There is no like a hundred percent blueprint to a stunt because see, each stunt is different, and you have to get better with each stunt. So even if I have twenty years of experience today, I would still do the basics. I would still start with the core scratch of doing okay. it. Then I would even if I've done that stunt before, I would still redo every single bit and particle. to make sure that you know if something's changed even one factor is changed is where we have that room of error and we can rectify it got it okay okay so just how you've uh, gone over this stunt of the waterfall like you dropping over it um the other thing could you like give us a behind the scenes angle of any other stunt that you want pitch with pick whichever movie uh and like uh, give us the camera angle your angle and that perspective not as what we watch in the theater something like that okay so there was this one sequence where i had to ride a bike for doom for aishwarya rai okay yeah so in that sequence the entire thing was pretty uh, difficult wherein uh, i had risked turn all over on the tank of the yeah. 1000 cc and mm. i was riding the bike mm. so that is again a very challenging sequence because you have the actor who's boy held so much of faith in you and Hrithik is a wonderful person he's a sweetheart i would say very okay. down to earth and a very kind person but uh, yes apart from that you kind of have to make sure that you are yeah. you know kind of uh, taking good care of uh, making sure that there is no room for error, error. at right. all with a 1000 cc bike let's not forget the 1000 cc bike yeah. 1000 cc i know so that is one that is one factor of it So then there are so many factors and then when you shoot a running bike with a camera it again changes it again changes okay so what happens over there is you there is a uh, entire jimmy jib which is loaded with camera now okay. that is right bang in front of you one on the side one in front of you so you have to kind of you know uh, and that low loader the driver of the low loader and me we both have to be very coordinated with each other right. because there are times when you are only let's say very few few inches away from the camera so let's say the camera is here from the truck loaded and you know the whole thing is you know picturing and following in you know the way yeah. the camera is moving on a film it also is very important for me to ride to not avoid retake to avoid uh, other things it is also very important for me to make sure that i follow the camera angles oh okay wherein my face is not seen but at the same time the actor's face is seen so to understand the shot 
is very important, very important to understand the scene of what you're doing is very important because otherwise if you don't get that crucial you know the emotion of the scene yeah. then you're constantly a director is naturally the director doesn't see it and right. then naturally it just goes on and on and on so uh, it's all about the angle would you say that along with the motion like while you're all... oh yes angle motion and precision so being a precision writer yes could you emphasize on that a little turned on the tank okay yeah and then you're just riding it and then you have to make sure the person doesn't fall plus you have to make sure you don't crash into the camera yeah because the camera is also constantly, constantly moving. moving so you have to like not ride it because the way you're supposed to ride it Hmm. even if you had to in real life but you have to be very mindful of the camera so let's say he's sitting here and i'm riding like this and the camera is on that end and that okay. camera is zooming in towards us okay. i would not even be able to see it oh okay got it got it so got that it. precision that driving precision is very important so where did you, did you go for a special training for all of this or how did you unlearn oh, yes. all this yes okay So when I was 12 years old I was already a black belt in karate and as I started growing up I obviously enhanced my skills today I am a advanced level deep sea diver so I do a lot of underwater stunts yes. also I'm a bike rider I have uh, one couple of car races so I also do a lot of car stunts and uh, drifts I am also a skydiver paraglider So where and did you go and how old were you during all of these like did you you must have gone specially for training right how old were you at yes. that time So as i said black belt in karate is when i was 12 years old it started mm-hmm. when i was in my third grade and then it just went on so it went on and on and on and then with each growing years with each shoots coming in i have you know kind of enhanced because you see when you are good at a subject let's say i'll give you some academic example So let's say you're good at singing. So you would, you know, want to pursue singing. You would want to join classes for singing. You would, you know, pick and choose, and you know, you would obviously continue with your academic career, but at the same time, have your extracurricular activity 100%. going on. So this was something similar that even I did, as and when time uh, allowed, and as and when I had the opportunity, I studied. Uh, I learned. I learned skydiving. So skydiving that I've learned is from the Indian Army officials. ex officials from indian army and out of five civilians i was the one i hold the record for doing the hat trick oh wow okay and uh, how did you approach your parents you, they were i know they must have been a little apprehensive but uh, over time did you convince them or how was it well they real they till they think that i have lost it sometimes and most of the times they are proud of me sometimes they think oh she's totally lost it she's crazy But yes, this uh, bargaining just uh, keeps on going, and uh, about convincing them, well, they have kind of uh, seen my side of it. They have seen how I perform. They have seen how I have uh, been, you know, growing in these years and you know, moving around in these years. So that is where they have always been very supportive. They have never been uh, on a zone where uh, no, you can't do this. Do this. They would be always on a zone where. you can do this and make sure that you do the best in what you do that's a very good thing right don't settle for anything less than best that's a nice thing yes that is one thing that they have made sure so be it my stunt career be it my fitness training be yeah. it my uh, you know mental health career whichever version they have always pushed me to do my best that's lovely so you have uh, you're a nutritionist and a clinical hypnotherapist 
Yes, I have. I am an exercise physiologist also, which is okay. where I train people. So the days I am not doing stunts, and let's say stunts is not a thirty-day work. So right. apart from performing stunts, I also train actresses. I have been training several actresses for action and for uh, you know fitness, hmm. and I also train uh, people for fitness, people in and around Bombay, okay. in Bombay actually, and around me. And yes, so I am an exercise physiologist, a nutritionist, and I have completed my doctorate in clinical ethnotherapy. Okay, so is this because of the fact that uh, there's no regular source of income being a stunt woman, or this was just oh, yes. another passion that you have? So it is both. I would say uh, being a stunt artist is uh, not a regular source of income. Yes, agreed. But at the same time, uh, you know, I have always been drilled since childhood to be independent for myself. So I was very small. I was nine years old when I lost my dad, and uh, so I understood the importance of being independent also. And from a very young age, and that is where I realized that uh, when I was sixteen, I realized that how long would I be able to do stunts? Because I right. had seen people for the dumbest of the things getting paralyzed in front of me. Okay. I've seen them getting, and they were the only bread earners for the for their families. Hmm. So I've seen their lives kind of crash. See, the if you die, it's a different story. But if you are the sole bread earner, and your entire yeah. family is dependent on you, and then you know when you're no longer the bread earner it's a total different ball game so i've seen that happening in front of my eyes and that is where i realized that you know no i had to have some form of other profession which i would have for myself right. and that's where i took interest i realized what I, what else was i interested in because stunts again you have physical limits now yeah. at the age of 50 you can't jump from 20 feet and not expect to you know have right. a injury right right that's the so yes that is where i realized that yes i needed some other things which would you know kind of help me in the future and in the long run also being realistic and that's where i you know understood that my passion also lies in understanding the human body understanding the physique part of it and that's where i studied exercise physiology for fitness training i trained people and then along with that i studied nutrition with doing that i also realized i loved I so I started training people when I was 18 when I finished my courses okay. and I started training people and I got a wonderful I got a wonderful range of people to train from so from a 6 year old kid to a 80 year old man oh wow okay and you were only 18 that's so, wow yes and I was only 18 at that point in time and I got I have uh, treated cases with muscular dystrophy and I proposed even muscular dystrophy wow So that has also been a very successful uh, zone of it. So with, along with that, that's when I realized that you know I also understood with that practice, I understood how much mind is important. So what's on your mind is also on your body. It reflects on your body, yeah. no matter what you do. So that's where I studied clinical hypnotherapy, which involves a lot of uh, mind work in terms of counseling, addictions, in terms of a uh, lot of healing, inner child regression therapies, and many more. Yeah. No. So since you spoke about uh, you know your body and like your body is your main asset over here to maintain the physical part of it. So, mm. what is the scene like in Bollywood? Uh, do agencies get you insured for life insurance and all? What is your what is like the backup? You have to have your own backup, basically. So there is nothing. I mean, you can't rely on a producer or you can't rely on a director. 
for your uh, injuries because at the same time see you are hired to do a particular job and that is exactly how it is so you have to have your own medical which i do and i also have my own life insurance and uh, that is it that's okay and uh, do you have some specific or some special body features or configuration which allowed like which was a which was an x factor for you to become a stunt woman yes so i had my reflexes very sharp my reflexes okay. were very sharp uh, at the age of 12 because of my karate and swimming background hmm. so i was also a very good swimmer and i won several swimming competitions through ymca so okay. yes i was so that worked in my favor and it sharpened my reflexes stunts is all about reflexes it's all about your reflexes as to how sharp you are in that moment of something going wrong so everything you plan can always go the way you plan right. but there is also possibility of error right. and how you react in that split second is and the crux of it yeah right wow so uh that and, and you I, don't have to get injured yes exactly and i remember you mentioning you have a low heartbeat rate or something like that what was that yes so i also have a low heart rate which really helps me focus it so you know when you are about to jump off a cliff your mm. heart rate naturally increases right. your body has this adrenaline which you know pushes in because it tells you adrenaline is your sign of for not fear but also telling you hey that's yeah. danger what are you right. doing it pushes right. you so that way it kind of works in my benefit because i with my fitness levels and everything that i do i have a slower heart rate so because my heart rate is slower even when the adrenaline pumps in my heart rate shoots up a little more not too much but a not little too high, much compared which brings to the it to average a normal rate okay yes not compared to the average and that is also that what gives me the upper hand to it that's lovely so when uh, i read about you undergoing shaolin temple training in china could you tell us a little bit about yes. that well that is also one of the toughest training in the world yes. wherein uh, you are performing and this is this is one training that kind of you know kills you rebuilds you kills you further then again builds you further and then again kills you so it's like a never ending process cycle okay every single muscle and every single uh, i think muscles that i didn't even know existed started hurting oh me God. and i would be like going back to my physiology days how oh, what was it called mm. what was that internal intramuscular thing called you know i was going back to those times and uh, yes it was i think one of the toughest trainings i learned three weapons over there i learned a lot of kung fu over there and it also kind of makes you mentally very strong mentally yes nothing is impossible right uh, there's that conditioning that happens physically and mentally i think if i'm not oh, mistaken oh yes again. it does it does so for an entire month i have only eaten boiled cabbage and rice as lunch so my lunch for an entire oh month God. was boiled cabbage okay my dinner for an entire month was uh, egg on tomato and uh, that is the only thing that i could eat okay my so my dinner was that and they said that i could make it but they they claimed that they made different food each day but it was always the same the same it was always the same always the same i wanted to know um, what is the role of a stunt rigger like i've researched a little bit about it but could you give us your perspective and how important they are hmm. 
well a stunt rigger is very important because they are the ones who rig the entire stunt so okay. even when you jump up the mountain you are on cables and you are on the harness and you are on everything right? right so they are the ones who rig it okay get you back they are the, the ones position. who kind of get the entire yeah yeah so the entire cable which is connected to a fan descender then it is connected up to a pulley and that pulley is carrying my weight so what speed and what precision and you know the angle of it so my body doesn't have to you know kind of depending on how the body language is and the mm. angle is so the whole thing is rigged by a stunt rigger and each movie set you get different stunt riggers or do you have of a course. few in bollywood so, okay we have some very good ones in bollywood too and we have some very great equipments also so yes i do have my own team and then mostly it's always the team of the action director who right. you're working with also who has their own set of uh, stunt riggers okay and uh, which is that one stunt which even you perhaps like even your heart started beating faster and you got your adrenaline all high or you you yourself consider it dangerous have you had any stunt well, like that well uh, there have been many stunts that uh, you know we've been very lucky with so there was this mahendra stunt this was a mahendra logan ad which we had done a couple of years ago okay. and we were shooting in the middle of the desert now from the helicopter i had to rappel down to a truck the truck and the helicopter both are running at the speed of 80 kilometers oh my god okay. the distance the height between the truck and the chopper is 80 feet i had to rappel down the rope 80 feet onto the running truck okay. in the 3 by 3 feet platform in that specific, uh, you know precise uh, platform so yes mm-hmm. there were times that uh, and both sides of the highway so this was in the middle of desert somewhere in halen uh, or rasal kema somewhere okay. around there is where we were shooting and we had a sandstorm now see again that you can't predict right that is you can't predict that so just the moment when the chopper took off and i jumped off the chopper they got aligned and when i just jumped off the chopper we realized there is a sandstorm now there is no point rappling all the way down and my chopper guy said just hold on like we had sign signals and we had the transparent glass okay. towards their leg side is where i could even look at him and understand that uh, uh, we are in any problem what do we do so he's like hold on don't go down so i understood that sign and i was just holding on rappling where else would i go i can't go up i can't come down where yes, else you were stuck there so just holding on to the rappel rope 80 feet above the floor and this guy because there were two high tension cables going parallel from the side of you hmm. we were in between he had to lift all the way up make sure that i don't bang in with the high tension cable so he had to actually elevate it go higher okay. then go off so we were actually almost away from the direction of the storm so for 15 minutes i'm just hanging on to the rappling rope and what you were only holding it like this that's it yeah holding on it's a rappel rope so you just kind of hang on to it you don't slide down because there is a connector you're not definitely i'm not hanging on with my entire body weight on one mm. arm no 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 it is in the bollywood version yes it <laughs> okay. is bollywood version but not the <laughs> real life you can't do that you're definitely connected to a harness and the weight is distributed so you don't feel the weight as much okay. but you kind of hold on to the rope which is lower you grip it so that you don't slide down okay. the more you release it you rappel down your body slides down right. so that's how rappling works so yes i had to hold on to that rope and as you said do what nothing enjoy the view enjoy the show and hope 
that all goes well. Oh my god! And that that also in the middle of then the stands. Then, then I had no landing space. Oh yes, and we got so we had no landing space. Now where do I land? The chopper can keep flying in the right. storm also, but what about me? me? Where do I go? Where do I land? So oh he had to land me in the middle of the sand dune where there was no storm. The chopper was here. I had to grapple down on the sand dune. Then he had to go to the highway, and with that entire uh, rope of eighty feet, I had to you know kind of uh, drape it, carry it all by myself, wearing entire leather jacket, leather inners. the harness the leather pants and the leather shoes oh and walking God. in the sand dunes with that entire avatar in 45 degrees celsius till the high to the chopper because that's my only ride back oh my god okay this is so scary yeah, yeah. more than the stand yeah, so after that it's like being stranded what happens like oh yeah. where would you go you just have to hang on i mean hang on and then after a while you realize okay let's enjoy the view <laughs> After the endless stop, yeah, yeah, this happened like four times. He had to land me on the sand dune. Four times. Oh my god! Okay. Four times. Yes. So and, that's how it did go. And uh, and it was great. It was. I I can imagine it sounds fun to me right now. But mentally, what is going on in your mind at that time? You kind of calm yourself down. Or you, what, what, what goes on? At that point in time, you have to be very relaxed. Relaxed mm. in the sense, not uh, physically relaxed. Yes, because there are thousand yeah. shoot, thousand thoughts firing into your right. head at the same time, and the only thing that you can do at this given point in time is do nothing but to stay calm, mm. calm your mind. calm yourself and at the same time you know i had explained to you about the crux of uh, performing the reflexes right you have right. to kick that in and you have to go with the movement or the need that is needed got it so that also you'll get with each experience you'll get better yes that also you keep getting better with each time and each experience you realize something has gone south not planned like the sandstorm how could you predict yeah. it how could you predict it you just cannot predict that so okay so we did that nine times and out of the nine times four times he landed me on the desert in the sand dune okay one of the times is only the dust uh, storm came not all the times oh out of the nine only once he got the turbulence from the high tension cables not all the times damn Okay. So you see, these are external factors. Like on mm. the last day, he got the turbulence on the from the high tension cables from the side. Mm. All of this while, even the storm, he didn't get the uh, turbulence from the high tension cables. So it's very unpredictable. Like it's totally unpredictable. And yes, you have to kind of plan the worst and then go ahead because then you exactly have planned even the worst to happen. So yes, this right. was on the plan uh, thing that what if I miss the truck? Where do I land? Where do I go? And what happens at that particular point? Right. So all of this was we were not being uh, pessimists, but we were just being realists yeah. as to if this happens, how do we go about it? And because we planned it and we knew how to go about it, we go. That's right. Go. And any other incident like this? Any time? Well, we were doing an underwater sequence. So, in one of those underwater sequences, there was this uh, once where uh, the rescue. I had to sink wearing a sari, 
all the way down 20 feet, sinking, 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 sinking. And now when you reach 20 feet down, your, your lungs are totally out of oxygen. Exactly. There is no way to breathe. The belt that you're wearing under the sari so that it doesn't show in the camera on the costume is also heavy. It's four kgs to help your body sink. Sink. Now, only, and you're not even wearing those underwater goggles. So when you are not wearing the underwater goggles, what happens is everything that you see after two feet is blank. Oh, okay. Your eyes are almost blind. Simply yeah. because yes, it can be in a diving pool, but we also have the black cloth covering the edges of the diving pool and the floor. So the black cloth black kind of, cloth. you know, uh, mm. makes it more darker, makes the water darker. Yeah, got it. Okay. So where do you go? Nowhere. You stay calm, you breathe, and you hope that your rescue diver comes in, gives you the breath of life right on time before you panic and gulp in some water. Water, right. Okay. That's crazy. Wow. Okay, so for all of this, usually the credit goes to the actor or the actress. Like yes. very so is it that uh, we can become more accepting Bollywood and how how can actors do they actually care that okay there is this is my stunt double this person has done the stunt for me? Uh, well, uh, some actors do really care and some actors are just, uh, you know, craving for their own credits. So right. it's each to own. And uh, I think a lot of acceptance needs to come out over here wherein, you know, people need to understand that not everyone is an all-rounder superhero exactly. that we see in Marvel movies. And I mean, as much as we wish we had those powers, we really don't. And each individual is great for doing what they are doing. Right. So... I mean, you know, I think that is how each person should carry out their profession also and not just uh, cross-mingle into everyone's profession. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, in Hollywood, I'm aware that the stars, they go on stage and accept the award along with their uh, stunt doubles at times because they are aware oh, yes. of the fact that, that is... they've not done it by themselves. I I wish that would happen in Bollywood and uh, sadly I don't see that happening anywhere far also. And what do you think is the reason? Is it because the actors and actresses don't want to accept it or is it a media stunt or what's... It is a lot of media stunt firstly and then it is also projected that the actresses done their own stunts. I don't understand why they project wow. that over here because mm -hmm. probably it gives them more weightage or it just gives the movie and it, and it just gives the entire movie some more weightage right. or something or the other. But at the same time, uh, yes, it is totally not accepted and uh, there is a lot of media frenzy over here which kind of, you know, will do anything. The media publicists would do anything to kind of only promote the artist. Oh, okay. So be it doing their own stunts, to singing songs, to you know writing script writing, right. everything. No, because so you, these days you see actors are just into everything. They are into directing their own film. They are mm. into acting. They are singing. They are uh, producing you know, everything. Every possible, everything. So I mean, after a while, they wouldn't need anybody who is known as an artist then. <laughs> Agreed, agreed. But uh, like, does this affect you in the sense where you feel like you did this ever like initially, you took time to come to terms with it that you know, okay, you're not getting the credit that you deserve. Yes. 
you have to kind of no it's not about the credit that you deserve you have to understand that you are hired as a mission impossible tom cruise so you cannot sing about the work that you are doing because you voluntarily have accepted the mission and mm-hmm. that's the job so that is exactly how i take it and be with it okay and uh, otherwise also how do you think that so you've narrated all these incidents and for us it seems like all fun but when you come back home do you have some post trauma something like how do you deal with it mentally because these are stunts which require a lot of like risk they take up a lot and uh, does it play after a while like does it have an impact on you later on uh well see you have to kind of have this on off switch you need to understand that you need to develop a mental switch where when you are on sets you are totally emotionally disconnected with everything around mm-hmm. your personal life your uh, you know family and everyone you are you know so that emotional switch just has to be turned off you okay. can't bring your emotional or mental baggage to performing something which is high risky and dangerous right. doesn't go hand in hand so that's what you've been using and it's helped you yes and it's helped so real life you know we all have problems come on who doesn't who doesn't who wouldn't exactly. whose life is perfect i would love to know that but uh, we all do have some of the other issues and they just happen on day to day basis they can be something as uh, small to something nasty and major but at the same time what we need to realize is we need to understand we need to know that you know when you're physically into performing it it's not a desk job wherein you know you're not you're physically you're not at full job but at the same time if it's a task where you're putting physically and you need yourself 100% mentally also right. Right. at that point in time you need to know that yes your mental health is very important nothing should be disturbing your mental health and hence i mean this really works for me wherein i switch off my emotional side to everyone and anything that i know while so just you and your work while time for right yeah and yeah it's me and my work blindfolded that's great okay and what is it uh, that makes you never want to stop being a stunt artist what is that one factor which you, which probably wouldn't be there in any other profession i just really love doing it that one factor is i just love doing it every time i'm on the harness and i'm on the cable or i'm in the water i'm on right. the bike and in the car i just love doing what i do so even if i'm driving a car at 120 kilometers per hour with just 3 inches away from the camera i can do it with so much of precision and so much of perfection that mm. i can even do it when i have just woken up from my sleep i would still oh, not wow. do it Oh wow. Like I think this is something yeah. that I am good at and I love performing. So I think if I don't see myself as a stunt artist, yes there are other careers that I do, but right. I don't don't see myself as one. That's lovely. So uh how do you clap back at conversations that say that this profession is in lady like and you know society usually saying that this is what you should do, this is what you shouldn't do. How have you dealt with it over time? the uh, people have their uh, respect and they are entitled to their own opinions mm. you see uh, just because someone thinks of something about you or someone believes in a particular manner 
it doesn't form my reality and uh, it doesn't make me a different person or change my mind so mm. yes uh, depending on whose opinion it is let's say if you don't know a person or if you don't mm. know someone how the hell would their opinion matter to matter you? to you exactly and why should it matter to you yeah the more important question is why should it matter why yeah. so if that person's opinion who you are not even aware of matters to you then at the same time you know you are the one who needs help rather yeah. than anything else no agreed 100% so oh yes that is how i deal with it and there are many times people have told me that this is not a what a woman should do this mm. is not what a girl should do this is not what kids do you know when i was growing right when you were growing yeah yeah and uh, there were different opinions and you know many a times my parents were brainwashed though i was very mm. uh, mentally strong headed uh, child mm. i would end up doing only what i wanted but uh, yet you know there were people with their opinions and mm. i am like look they don't have to live my reality i have to that i am the one who has to live through it and i am the one who has to go through it so if that is the scenario might as well i you know i would listen to everyone segregate everything that's necessary and then you know think upon it for a while mm. if the person is important to me and if not it really then never it matters. matters and uh, it doesn't even i mean it really doesn't even matter of my opinion or of what i even think about it because honestly i wouldn't even think about it think about it you wouldn't let that you wouldn't let yourself go into that why give importance to something that is not even important or what doesn't even matter in your life mm. 100% makes a lot of sense so yeah. has there been like uh, instances where uh, you as a stunt woman are treated differently as compared to a stunt man like while shooting on the set or something like that because we've heard of instances where maybe the guy at a lesser rate is given that same stunt which a girl has to do so could you tell us a little bit about that Oh yes this happens a lot also so what also really happens around going around this is where uh, you know there are times when guys would just uh, rope in and to hire a guy it's a little cheaper compared to getting a woman to be performing a stunt and at a professional level yes it's right. kind of a little expensive so they would rather have a guy wear uh, fake you know body suits and uh, look like a female add on the wig and just get the job done and does that yet happen or yes it does sometimes it does it's reduced but sometimes it does happen yes and is there any particular reason why they so when it's the big movies i'm sure they can afford even a professional stunt woman but is it of because course. they want to cut down on cost that they just make a guy do it yes it is all about cutting down cost and it is all about you know theek hai you know mm. chalta hai nahi dikhta hai so if it's not a big film or it's just a small ott platform or it's just a small uh, you know are you know it's just a matter of 3 seconds shoot on that's the that's type. the mentality right yeah oh my yes. and okay. you can even see it on screen so you would see a woman would do it in a you know feminine body language compared right. to masculine body you can actually see the difference. difference but for them it's yes. for them that quality them is not got it yes and uh, so for you you wouldn't settle for anything less than what you demand right so have no. you you've come to that level but initially how did you like make your way through bollywood 
you have to stand your ground you have to know and you have to have your security so that's where i had my alternate careers also right. so i was never threatened about uh, you know losing stamps or i was never threatened about uh, you know not getting a job because i would stand up for myself so when you function out of security mm-hmm. you function differently right you uh, you know you perform differently you carry yourself differently and i have since childhood i mean i have learned to stand my ground when i realize like i do a lot of reevaluation and a lot of calculation in my head mm. but at the same time when i realize that uh, you know i am correct with what i am doing and i'm satisfied with uh, mm. you know my process of understanding mm. that i'm right in what i'm doing then i would just continue doing what i'm doing that's great and uh, so we just wanted to know if any maybe embarrassing or funny incident that's happened with an actress or anything behind the scenes that usually you know people don't project even in the so they show that behind the scenes part of each movie but if, if even if it no, doesn't come never show that part. yeah they would never show that but so do you have something to share about that or uh, Yes, there are many such funny incidences. There are times when you know uh, the actress is like, okay, but uh, you know, so there there was this one sequence where I wouldn't name her. It would just not no, be no, fair to no, name no. her. But uh, there was one funny sequence where uh, I had completed an entire underwater sequence for this actress, and all she had to do was stand in four feet of water, sink her head in, and give the expression. That's all. Okay, that. That's all she had to do. She had to stand in four feet. So you're actually standing in yeah, the water. You're you don't even have to in the submerge, water. right? Yeah, yeah. And there are two people. That is me and the other person supporting her. We both are even holding our hands, so she gets the stability. Okay. And the funniest question she asks us is, "Ab camera hi upar lake shoot kar do na pani ke andar kyu jaa?" Oh my God. And That's not still the funnier part is we are like no but it's an underwater shot yeah. now that is why we need to in the water like exactly. you are still being kind and not sarcastic and answering to which you know what she says are par main pani mein jaungi to mere baal geele ho jayenge and we are like oh, oh my god yeah. that you is supposed the to drown which means your head is supposed to you know get wet and it's oh okay but no so wow. yeah, we do have such funny instances and we have to kind of you know then थोड़ा uh you just have to be you know at that point in time if you feel really laughing just duck your head in the water yeah, so that she can see it's like itna hi geela hua isse zyada geela nahi ho raha hai dekhiye na itna hi geela hua oh my that is how you kind of put it oh my god okay hi dani dani's back <laughs> yeah, hi to the audience okay so and i look Can I have my session, Baba? Please. Mm-hmm. You're in my. You're you're in the lens. Ah, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Latin, Latin. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool, Latin. <laughs> like my whole, like the whole team when they when we were researching about you and the designer, 
happy without your carry like so cute has to be in the interview <laughs> he does that all right so okay. go ahead um women are more liable to eating disorders and you know body dysphoria so especially when your career depends on how you look how have you dealt with it like fitness wise also and uh, since you mentioned having that mental strength because i'm sure that said supposing you've just done a stunt and you really want to eat something you're hungry but then at the same time there are people around you who will judge you for supposing eating something that's not particularly healthy or something so how does it work and how do you deal with it well you have to understand first that you have to take care of your body because nobody else will right so yes with being a woman there are so many hormonal changes a woman goes through comparatively mm. to a man even men go yeah. through but it's not very visible on their body comparatively to what a woman goes through mm. and that includes a lot of changes hormonal disorders pcods then there are so many physical right. changes that a woman goes through even weight gain and no matter even if a woman is diagnosed with pcod no matter what she does she's not able to lose weight right it's very difficult. difficult yes you can but it is very difficult and you have to follow the right set of things to do so so there mm. are so many such factors about being a woman that you have to understand that your health is supposed to be the biggest uh, priority mm. over everything else so that goes with my food and that goes with everything so i really don't care about what people think of what i eat and when i eat as long as i know that this is right for my body and this is going to you know it is great for my health and my body is what i would eat okay and uh, usually and some days you yeah. are just eating something so let's say on a set when you've just performed an extreme physical activity and you know that day even you've missed a workout but i would still eat a pizza simply because it's okay yeah it's okay you don't have right. to beat yourself up it's okay if someone sees oh my god she's eating a pizza what's wrong with her nothing mm-hmm. dude i'm hungry and uh, you know i'm damn hungry and i have done 100 times more what my body is supposed to do so it's what okay you have done have a pizza and what i have done so it's okay if i have a pizza and i'll burn it off tomorrow or it's okay my body will take care of it right because usually so this never happens most of the i carry my food and i carry my uh, stuffs at the same time for mm-hmm. myself but yes sometimes you know uh, there are locations suppose if you're shooting somewhere in the middle of russia or you're somewhere in the middle of uh, the desert what do you do right. so you just you know at that point in time pick whatever you have and just go with it sometimes you go with the flow don't be too harsh on yourself that way don't be so harsh on yourself no because no. i see actresses and they go on these crazy diets and they're always in the range of like size 2 or something so you know you being a stunt double you will have to be along not if exactly the same but similar lines so what is oh, your yes. yeah so do you go on such diets as well or no no not at all no. not at all i don't follow that i have never believed in that so i don't follow any of those fad diets and i have my own diet plan that i have for myself being a nutritionist i take care of my own diet too yeah. and uh, no so this is one thing i'm also against because this also causes a lot of disruption and a lot of imbalances in your system mhm okay and yes it is tough for being a stunt woman because you always have to match up that waist and size and at yeah. the same time be physically strong 
exactly plus get judgmented and sorry plus get judged about uh, being skinny and being strong, strong and if she's so skinny will she be able to do, to this? do this yeah it's, it's so you dilemma, expect right? me to be nice and bulky and uh, bulked up but then you go tell me you don't i don't match with your actress yeah. and then when i do match up with the actress oh you look so pretty do you think you can do this so this is how it is you okay. have to just take it with a pinch of salt round of positivity and move on wow too much positivity i can get from the screen as well <laughs> okay and um what would you suggest to like the young audience even if it's a basic workout but you know just to keep keep themselves fit throughout anything anything simple also workout exercise even if it is you have to smartly exercise you don't need to put in an hour for an exercise for yourself even 20 minutes is good but do something move do something so let's say don't right. stick to this theory of you have to work out in the morning hmm. no you can complete if you are doing a desk job or if you are having, having an office job. You can come in the evening, finish your workout as soon as you enter your home, thinking it is one more errand of the day. Uh huh. That's a good point. And right. then go for a great good shower, mm. and then probably sit down. For yeah, because with this intermittent so fasting coming up, you don't have to wake up, up early yeah. in the morning. You don't have to wake up early in the morning and waste one hour of sleep. You could actually sleep eight hours and yet do your workout in the workout. evening. Right. And then, you know, kind of uh, move around. So no, no sacrificing sleep uh, needed because sleep yeah. is also one crucial factor for your system. Yeah, then when that sleep gets like, you know, disrupted, then it's like an additional You are burden. actually torturing the body yeah. because your body is more of thinking, hey, something's wrong with her today. Okay, and uh, which, so you've trained with Muay Thai, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, and also, Muay Thai. So how, which sport or which form of martial art would you say is the best for girls, for guys, for growing up kids to make them really strong? Uh, well, I would suggest a mix of everything. So mostly if you ask me to rate on the top two, I would say boxing, one. And uh, second, I would say karate. Karate. Okay. Yes. And karate involves self-defense as well. Yes, it teaches you self-defense, it teaches you a good amount of, fair amount of discipline for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as uh, kids are growing, it is also very important that they learn what is self-defense. Right. They understand, uh, you know, and it also by, it also makes them very confident about themselves, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Not just physically confident that they can defend themselves, but it just, you know, confidence is not just a physical thing. It's also yeah. a psychological thing. So, yes, why not? Just to end this amazing conversation, if anyone watching this wants to become a stunt artist, what advice do you have for them? Well, physically be fit, mentally be fit, and at the same time have a parallel career. Yeah, that's that's essential. As at you. the same time have a parallel career. Yes, very essential. Very, very essential. Okay. Thank you so much, Sanovar. I had an amazing time speaking to you learned a lot got so much like got a lot of insights about bollywood and all so thank you so much all the best for your work um, yes thank you try promoting it however we can just one text away yes. yes thank you so much thank you it was a pleasure talking to you today thank you
Thank you for watching. It's Asmin, your host. If you like this, go ahead and give us a big thumbs up. Subscribe. Hit on the bell icon to get notified for future podcast episodes and comment what you learned from this one. Share it with someone so we all learn, grow and evolve together.